Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, Joey, so you're a renaissance man. We talk to you about everything from St. Louis Blues hockey to bread. You always have a great nugget of information or great advice for Randy and I and our listeners. So we do a segment earlier in the week, Joey, called Ask Uncle Randy. And we had a situation arise where a listener needed some advice. And Randy and I had very different approaches on how this guy should tackle his problem. So here's what it was. He's dating this girl. They've been together for about a year. She keeps saying, I love you to him. He's not at the place yet where he feels like he's comfortable to say I love you back so what should he do oof I mean <laughs> that's that's wow Randy we're said up. Joey to say ditto we're we're hitting uh, we're hitting it straight on to start the weekend that, that was some deep <laughs> stuff I thought we were going to talk about maybe some recent NHL news you know I tell you what I tell you what you know it's it's uh, I, I feel like it's our, our, it's our the men's ego that, that's on the line for, for this, for this saying, and why, why we can't say it, and we, uh, we're, we're afraid of the commitment. I'm, I'm not really sure, and I don't want to put myself in this guy's shoes because I don't know what kind of. Maybe, maybe she's crazy. You know what I mean? I, mean, <laughs> I hate to, I hate to. I mean, I, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. She's probably a lovely lady, but she might be, she might be freaking nuts. So at the same time, I, I got to be careful how I, how I navigate this here. I think everyone's a little bit different, but you know what? It's uh, to me, to me, if, if, if she's in love with you and, and you feel that feeling. I think why not tell tell people how you feel, you know, especially where we're heading into the Christmas season and, you know, with the pandemic, I think this has kind of put everyone's evaluations on the right track and, and why not just tell someone exactly how you're feeling? I, I think that our ego and our, our external uh, psychology of the world kind of gets in the way of that a lot. But, you know, I, mean, I do this a lot, guys. Sometimes I don't know if you guys come across this ever. If you're coming down the street and, and, and you're coming across someone and typically what we do is we just kind of put our head down. Right, you just kind of put your head down, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of that feeling where you don't want to like put them out, or you don't want to like say anything. I don't really know them, and you know what are they going to think of me if I say you know that you play that you play all those games in your mind. This is probably what this guy's going through, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, every now and then we have that moment where we're like, you know what, I'm going to say I'm going to say hello to this person. You walk past the person and you say, hey, good morning, how you doing? Oh, good morning, how are you doing? And how and how, how good does that feel, right? Or if you're if you're walking across someone, they say, hey, good morning, old fella, how you doing? And you're like, I'm doing really good. How you doing? Like, really good. Have a great day. You're like, you have a great day, too. That's great. You know, it, it, it takes a little effort, but God, doesn't that feel good? It just feels so good. And, and we know it feels good, but we still don't do it to people. We don't, we don't take the initiative. So for my advice to this guy, you know, you're going to make your day. You're going to make your day. You'll probably, she'll probably repay you to some, some degree later that night, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, it'll be good. Life's good. Life's going to be good. And later down the line, and I think a lot of people don't make this differentiation, Joey. Tell me if you do. There's a difference between loving somebody and being in love with somebody. Oh, for sure. I mean, listen, I uh, love, you know, love, believe it or not, uh, if you break the word love down, uh, I don't have the exact Latin uh, terms, but, but love is basically, there's subcategories of love. 
So if you look in the Bible, Jesus says, love your neighbors, love yourself. Well, uh, when, when they switched from Latin, the Bible from Latin to, to English, the English language, love, love pretty much is summed up into all just things, everything is love. But in Latin, there's actually three different terms. Um, I can't think of the, the, the words. I wish I would have them on top of my head right now, but they're all Latin words, but they mean different things. So, you know, lo- love's interesting because there's three different types. So uh, the, the first love is, is a love of, of a neighbor. Like, you know, so you just, you, you love them. You, you want to see good in them. You know, I love you, Randy. I love you, Michelle. I want what's best for you. And that's more of what Jesus was talking about, love your neighbor, love yourself, right? That's, that's the first kind of love. I, I just, I desire good in the other person, right? The second kind of love is the love um, with the Latin, the Latin translation of this love is, it's learned love. So, so when you meet your wife, you didn't love her, you didn't know her, you didn't, but you learned to love her. You, you, you fell in love with her, right? So that's the second kind of love. And then ultimately the third kind of love is the unlearned love. It's the love of a father and a child where it's just, it's just there. You can't explain it. Uh, Randy, one of your kids could, could commit, commit murder, uh, ju- you know, whatever, do the most terrible not. things in the world. <laughs> Don't do that. But you know what I'm trying to say? But at the end of the day, you, you still love them. You don't understand why, but it's just there. So three different kinds of loves. Uh, for this young man and his, his girlfriend, it sounds like they're in that, that category two of learned love, which is, which is a tricky love. It's a tricky love because everyone who's married, it's all learned love. And as, as much as you can learn love, you can unlearn love. And, and that's why those people can kind of piss you off sometimes, too. And, and that's why when your wife says, you don't love me like you love my kids. Well, because you don't. Because it's two different kinds of loves. That, that's why. You know what I mean? Because one's a learned love, and this is what we, we didn't know each other. We hate each other at times. Now we love each other. But then kids, they can do whatever they want. You're going to love them no matter what. So uh, it's, it's important to just differentiate, uh, to your point, Randy, that, that love, as much as we want to consider it one just flat-out, across-the-board term, it actually, if you really break the word love down, there are three translations in Latin, and it's important to know the differences in those, and I think it can help people. Uh, yesterday, speaking of learned love, and this might be unlearned too, this might be unconditional. Uh, my wife comes down as I'm watching TV, and she says, Husband, I love you dearly, but would you please double flush? <laughs> 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 you know what? <laughs> Whenever your wife starts with the term husband, you know you're probably in trouble. Right. Put it that way, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Joey, thank you, you know for, thank you for yeah, the amazing breakdown. This is why we ask you yeah, these questions. You're the Seriously, you're you're the best. Um, but speaking of love, Joey, we love St. Louis Blues hockey. Okay, we absolutely that is that's an unlearned love. It's something that we're just born into here in St. Louis, right? And we are waiting for the season to start. But Randy and I talked about this off the top of the show. Some NHL teams are kicking around the idea of playing games outdoors this season. Where do you stand on that? I think it's great. I think it's a wonderful idea. I think there's no rules. I don't think there's anything that you have to do this year. I think this is a let's just grind through the winter. Uh, talking to some players last week, uh, this just seems to be that feeling of we need to get through this winter, and then by next fall, everyone is believing, at least believing uh, through the experts and how just everything's going on, that we're going to be back to normal come next fall. How do we get through this winter? Number one, uh, play outside. It's a great idea, especially you pack in Bush Day, you pack in Fenway Park. I mean, it's the capacity is 40. Maybe you get, you know, 50% in there. You're still looking at the exact same amount of people who would come into a hockey game, right? So you're generating revenue that way. Another idea people are kicking around, you see hockey in Europe. You see hockey in Europe and all these players have all these uh, sponsorship things all over the shoulder pads and shin pads. I mean, is that a way to uh, uh, generate some money uh, because you're missing fans coming into the building? Do you put sponsorships all over the, the players' pads and things like that? A uh, lot, lot of great ideas. I love the, the fact that the, uh, it's outside. 
Uh, that is the big hiccup with the NBA and NHL. Why it's different than the Major League Baseball and certainly different than NFL is because you're in closed stadiums. You're in a cold, uh, condensed environment. It's something they're going to have to get away from. Um, I know that the players and the owners, I believe, are um, okay with starting without fans, with, but hopefully in the possibility of increasing that as the spring kind of rolls around. And hopefully by the summer, we're at somewhere around 50 to hopefully 70% capacity, just where they can stay alive, stay um, head above water, where we can kind of recover for next fall. And Joey, within the hour, Elliot Friedman of uh, TSN reported that he's hearing that the NHL and NHLPA have engaged in recent days and talks about a January 15th start with training camps opening about two weeks earlier. That'd be January 1. So maybe we're still looking at mid-January for a start, which would be fine for me. That's when they started in 13 with the 48-game schedule. So if you can get 48, 50, 55 games in and finish your Stanley Cup by by the end of June, maybe mid mid July before the Olympics start, you you could still make your money if, if you're the NHL and with a vaccine be ready to start the next season normally. It can happen. I'm telling you right now. You know, Randy Brown, you brought the twelve thirteen. I was a part of the player in that. I remember one night going to bed in January and it was looked like things were looking terrible. The season was getting canceled. And within 24 hours, we, I got a call from our text from Craig Adams, who was on my team, who was our team representative. It was around midnight. He texted the whole team. Boys deal is signed. See at the ring tomorrow. Within a week, we were on a plane going to Philadelphia to open up the whole season. Wow. I mean, literally it, it turns, it turns in a second. You never know when it's going to turn. And I think that that's great news that Elliot is reporting on. And I believe that to be true. And I think that mid January seems to be that date. 12-13, we started, I believe it was January 19th. We got 48 games in. Was it a lot? It was a lot of games. But, we you know, guys were complaining here and there. But it was okay. We got through it, right? Chicago won the Cup late June that year. So I do believe that at mid-June start, you can fit in about 48 to 50 games comfortably for these players where the teams, the leagues are still going to be making a, a lot of money. So I do believe it. I do believe that it's something that the, that the league and, and the players will figure out. I, without question, we're going to see hockey in January. I said it last night on my show this week in hockey with Alex Ferrario. Shout out I said it last <laughs> night. And I'm, um, I'm sticking by it, guys. I'm sticking by it. I talked to players again. We were playing pickleball last week with Robert Bortuzzo, a couple of the guys. And I was just chatting with them. Uh, two things stood out. Uh, the one thing was that they, they didn't want their escrow touch. It looks like the owners have really backed away from that, which is good. Good. Uh, but number two, the most important thing was I've never seen so much urgency in players to want to get back to play hockey. I talked to Rivers about this, who was part of the 04 lockout where they missed the whole season. That was different. Guys were still traveling. Guys were playing in Europe. Guys were playing in America. I mean, life was still kind of normal, right? I have never seen players this desperate to get back on the ice. So I believe without question, I mean, every ounce of me is saying that sometime mid to late January, we're going to see some NHL hockey. Last thing, we have the smartest listenership in radio on Carriker and Smallman from the 704. The three types of love are eros, known as erotic love. It's based on strong feelings toward another. It usually occurs in the first stages of a man-woman romantic relationship. So we've got eros, we've got philos, a love based on a friendship between two people, and we've got agape, which is that unconditional love of which you speak. I got paid. That's the one I was thinking about. When the unconditional, um, that, that, that is when I go to the toilet. You brought up the toilet, Randy, really quickly. Uh, I go to the toilets in my house, and my kids, they can't figure out how to flush a number two yet. We're, we're still working on it. Um, I look at myself as a failed parent because my kids still do not flush a number two. That was a problem for a long time. And then I found out a whole new problem. Then I'm seeing number twos in the toilet with no toilet paper. So I got a whole mess of a new problem <laughs> on my hands here. But you know what? Agape, thank God God gave me agape because now I have unconditional love to hopefully try to translate that into how we're going to flush this thing down the toilet. So good uh, stuff. So it's not a gape, it's agape. Thank you very much for that. 
Thank you, guys. We learned some things today. Always a pleasure. You guys have a good weekend. You too, brother. Take care. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.